Hey everybody. This is House of Hope podcast series, presented by Gotham and House of Hope. Today's topic is Abudant Life. Our speaker today is Temitayo Oluwokun. I wanted to say it's an honor to be in your presence today, and I want to begin with a prayer. Oh Lord, I pray today that you'll speak through me, oh Lord, that you'll guide me. Oh Lord, I pray it won't be my tongues that speaks, but you speak through me, O oh Lord, and that you guide your people and that they shall have a, a op- open ears and an open heart to receive your word and to bless you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you, thank you. How many people are excited to be in the presence of the Lord today? It's not loud enough, please, please. If you're really blessed, say amen. Amen. If you're blessed, say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give God a great shout. All right, today I'll be talking on the topic of abundant life. How many of us know what it means to live an abundant life? Anybody, anybody? All right, can can you please answer in the back for me, please? Can you repeat that for me? An abundant life. A life in Christ. Anybody else? Anybody? A life that lacks nothing. A life that lacks nothing. That's a good answer. Uh, For what I have today is I put down that... An abundant life is a life which is found in Christ and is filled with things that are good for us. When you have an abundant life, you do not only seek to make a living or act lackadaisical. However, you move with a purpose. In our verse in John 10, 10, it says, The thief cometh but for to steal and to kill and destroy. I come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. It's important as Christians to know that an abundant life isn't just the simple things in the world that give us pleasures, just as like money, fame, riches. Abundant life is more in God. God, When God gives us an abundant life, we're able to live blissfully and in peace. The things that would worry people who aren't believers wouldn't worry us as as we move with a purpose. God gives us a purpose and we use that purpose to live our daily lives, and it guides us to be a blessing to others. An important thing to learn is that we all we often realize that or think that we're the ones who commit our own actions or that when we go to work, God, we're the ones who drive our cars there, we're the ones who are able to read, write, give us all these talents, but it's not really us that's working, it's God that's working in us. It states that God will carry our burdens and that we should not rely on our own strength. However, we should rely on God who hears our prayers and our heart's desires. Oftentimes, we move in the world and we're not appreciative for what God does for us because we think that we're the ones who are working for ourselves. When we go to work, we take mean, we take we take minimal tasks and we think that we're the ones doing it, but it's not really minimal in the eyes of God. The ability to come to church today is not is not is not a small factor in our lives that we should take trivial because even coming to church today, there's some people that went to church 
with the heart of coming to there and blessing the Lord. But it wasn't their time. There was probably an accident on the road that hindered them from making it to our destinations. And I was talking with one of my friends. His name is Kano. And we've been like we've been like sharing ideas about God and stuff like that, because it's not really oftentimes that people go to church and they or I mean, go to school and they talk about God. It's often like on the back burner because it's just like there's so many tasks that we go throughout the day. But over the summer, we've both been like growing closer with God and we have having discussions and stuff like that. And he's been he's told me something important. He was that was that. If God can't control your life, who's going to control it? And it's oftentimes that we think that we rely on our own strength to do certain tasks or actions. But everything we should do, we should commit it to the Lord. Because if you commit it to the Lord, your own expectations would be exceeded. Because the God, God has expectations for us that we aren't even privy to understand yet. That he understands for our lives and he's going to destine it for us. I want us to read Psalms chapter 55, verse 22. It says, Cast your burden on the Lord, and he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. This is an important verse to me because it says that anything that you want, is really in, it's really up to God to bless it for you. Because, for example, is that if it's that promotion that you want at work, it's not just going to come by you just working hard at work and you just praying. I, I mean, and you just... You're just simply working hard. It's not. It doesn't come like that. You, you, you work for what you want, but you also pray for what you want. If you don't pray for something, God will never grant it to you. Today I came here and I, I wasn't like, I'm gonna say I was prepared, but it's not in my heart that like, oh, this is just something I've done before. I had to pray to God to give me the ability to speak to the people. And everything we do, you have to pray for God to the, for the ability. If you don't pray to God for the ability, the things you want to have will never come to pass. And today it's important that I pray for everybody here that God will grant you the ability to do anything you set your minds on. An important factor that I noted here is that as believers, we often tend to think that living an abundant life means to live a life of comfort, which we measure by materialistic possessions. We, however, we, however, I'm sorry. As believers, we often tend to think living a life, living an abundant life means to live a life of comfort, which, which we measure by the materialistic possessions we have. However, comfort from the world does not equal comfort in God. We have to remember that Jesus already vowed to take care of our troubles, but he asked us to truly believe in him and serve him. So this is important to think that most things that we want in life are materialistic. But those things, the striving for materialistic possessions in life is not what will, it won't, it won't, it won't fulfill us. That's why a lot of time people go into depression or you see rich people, you think that they have everything. But some people would trade those riches just to have a life with God. Because you could have everything in the world and it will never satisfy you because God is the one who can truly satisfy you. An abundant life doesn't come from having money, fame, riches, or property. If if that really was truly an abundant life, there'll be those all those people in Hollywood. You would probably think they're Christians or they'll go to heaven. But that's not really what abundant life is. Abundant life is the joy and peace that God gives you. If you don't have joy and peace in your life, you'll never be anything. 
I pray today that God will give you joy and peace. We also have to remember that God has already vowed to take care of our troubles. Oftentimes, we're already, we're, we're, we have self-doubt about the things we're doing in life. For example, you're going to school, you're studying hard, but you have an exam, and it's really like on your mind, how am I going to achieve this thing? God has already told you that if you study and commit to anything you do, don't worry, because God is on your side. I pray that God will be on your side today. Also, want us to read Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. And this verse it says, Jesus says, Not to worry about our life or what we will eat or drink or what we, what we will wear. This is an important verse that stuck with me because oftentimes we think that what we think about the future so much that we forget to live in the present. God, today you might not have money, but today you might not have the best things in life right now. But God has already predestined that the best things in your life will come to you. So today, it's not it's not about just worrying about what you have now. It's about appreciating those things that you have right now. Because God says, be appreciative with little and I'll give you everything. That's why, for me, it hurts my heart when you ever see somebody that appears to be homeless and you can't give them something. Imagine if you were in their, their position. Many of us would never want to be in the position of a homeless and not be able to feed their family, give them food or have money or shelter. Those are one of the basic things that we all take for granted here. Having light, electricity, water is, is some of the basic necessities in life. But those basic necessities in life give you a life of comfort that you don't understand or don't appreciate. And sometimes it's important to take take a step back and realize that even when you feel like you have nothing, God has gave you something. Even when you feel like you have nothing, you should, you, you should bless the Lord for being able to wake up. God, God has given us power and given us strength. And he wants, he's testing our faith. We are living in a time where it seems like a lot of things are going wrong. Or you look at the world and you'd be like, the world is ending. That's a current discussion. People always think the world is ending. But even in the end times, you have to rejoice and praise God like that. You have to rejoice and praise God like you just got saved. Honestly, like if you don't live a life of joy and peace, you can't say that you love God. When God even coming to church, sometimes like, you know, we just we just go through the motions. We come to church. We we praise and worship. But it's not it's not really from our heart of like praise. We're doing it religiously. With God, nothing is religious. It's important to remember that when you live a life of joy, even in the little things, you'll find satisfaction. If you don't find satisfaction in the Lord, I, I really can't tell you what is what, what to do. But it's only God that inspires that satisfaction in your life. I want us to quickly read Matthew 5, verse 3 to 10. It says, blessed, blessed are the poor in spirit, for there, for there is the kingdoms of heaven. Mourn, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for the righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for that they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. 
Blessed are peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who be those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who are persecuted for the oh sorry, I already read that verse. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. But it's important to remember that God has asked us to serve Him, and He'll bless us in everything. I pray that God will give you peace. Hope. He grants you grace and he'll grant you mercy. For a lot of us often think that we fall short of the glory of God, but it's, it's, it's honestly true that we do. Even in the things that we think that our efforts is, we're putting our best efforts in, God is asking us to do more. There's always more to be done and he's calling us to appreciate him and be blessed those who don't know him yet. Your life is really a true reflection of God. You can't go into the world and not be able to touch others. It's important here that we focus we focus on being the light in the world, even in our conversations. I was talking, I was saying a lot of times our first impressions to people, our first impressions from others is really our lives. People who truly do not know God yet, they're looking at us to see is God real. So if your life is not a reflection of God, you have you have to self-examine yourself because you don't really necessarily have to tell somebody you're a Christian before they believe that you're a Christian. Your actions will show you're a Christian. Uh, today, I want to discuss the gains of living an abundant life. Living an abundant life gives you a life of love. What does it mean to be loving? To be loving means to care for one another and care for your brethren. You cannot say that you love God and you don't love others. When people are going through struggles in life, you need to be there for them because the love you show somebody, can, they can, it can truly transform their life to, and bring them closer to God. Also, it's important to be compassionate. Those who, those who lack compassion lack the grace of God. You do not want to lack the grace of God. I can't tell my fellow brother that I'm, I'm in need for something and you're unable to satisfy that need. Even if you're not able to satisfy that need, God has drawn you to people who who are resourceful and you you should be able to use your resources to help bless others or guide them in the direction. Living a life of joy. Joy is one of those things that I said that is important to living an abundant life. Oftentimes you think that people suffer from depression because of how life is pushing them back and forth, but it's not it's not always that. Sometimes we're not truly connected to God. If you're not connected to God, it'll be hard for you to experience joy. Even when you have everything, you feel like you have nothing. Having peace. Having peace of mind is very important in this day because it's, it's every day we're, we're hearing more about people are becoming more depressed or going through like mental health issues. Those issues are very important, but to, to combat those issues, you need to be con- connected with God. If you're not connected with God, you will not have peace. And I pray that everybody here will experience peace in their lives. Having humility. Humility is a great is a great tool. Even the greatest man is humble before God. So you should be humble before God because if you're not humble before God, who who will you be humble to? God has given you everything. If you cannot be humble in the eyes of God, God God can take all your possessions. Your possessions mean nothing. Having enthusiasm. 
being enthusiastic for the Lord means to to do everything that he he wants you to do with great joy. If you're not enthusiastic in the Lord, all your actions will seem it'll just seem like you're going through the motions. With God, you don't go through the motions. God guides you and he'll guide your life. If you if you do the things he asks you to do with great enthusiasm, he'll bless you. Having confidence. Some people some people think confidence is being cocky. Being cocky doesn't equal confidence. Anybody could be cocky. If you have something, you could boast about it. But when you when you're when you're confident, you're not you're not boasting about you're not boasting about what you have or what you could do or what your money could do for you. You boast about God doing those things for you. Having a lot a large house isn't it's not it's not really the goal in life. Being able to touch people's lives is the goal in life. Those things come those things are Those things come when you experience when you're boastful about God. God would only bless you with more if you appreciate what you have now. Being honest. Being honest is it's really it's really a self-reflection. You think it's about being honest to others, it's really about being honest with yourselves. Oftentimes you you might be moving through life and you're not really doing what you're supposed to be doing, but only you could keep your life in check. God will keep your life in check. There's a spirit within you that tells you from doing right, right or wrong. It's not it's not a consciousness of the world, but it's a consciousness consciousness of God. If you have that consciousness within you, everything will be be smooth in life because even when you feel like you're acting out, you have the mindfulness to to check back in line and repent for your sins. I pray that God will give us the spirit to repent in life and repent for the sins that we've committed. Honoring God. Honoring God is very important. And it says in Proverbs verse, chapter 3, verse 9 to 10, Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled with overflowing and your vats will brim with the new wine. When you honor God, it's giving God it's giving God what he's given back to you. you. That's why, like they say, paying tithes is important. It's it's important because it's not really about the money. God doesn't want your money. He's testing your faith. He's he's saying, if I give you something, how how can you appreciate me? Blessing the when you give your tithe, you're not necessarily just giving it to the church. You're giving it to God because giving your money to the people of the church. They're not doing this to to make the church better. They're doing this to impact lives. If you don't give God your money, we won't be able to go out and evangelize, host events, or have lights in this place. We want our we the the, the greatest place in the world shouldn't be a representation of like a simple factor. It should be it should be this place. Yes. Our church should be the biggest in the world. Churches should be the biggest in the world. Not because it, it's not because it's just a a, a representation of what we have, but it's a, it's a representation of what God has given to us. If we can empower our house, we can empower the world. Another thing is that is very important is being generous. A greedy man is a foolish man. If you are greedy in life, God. If you're greedy in life, God won't give you anything. God has given us gifts, talents, money, and treasures to not not just for our family, but to bless others. If you don't, if you have, if you have a lot of 
If you lot, if you have a lot, a lot of possessions, your possessions won't de- define you. If I have a lot of money, I wish I had a lot of money. But like, God, God willing, I'll have a lot of money. When I have a lot of money, I'm not gonna just use it to bless myself, but to bless my family, but to bless the church, and to bless others. Being generous goes a long way. A sign of just generosity in your life can bless somebody else. How can you how can you see somebody struggling on the street and you claim to be a Christian, but it, it, in your mind you're telling God is telling you to give your hand to help that brother, but you're telling yourself that you shouldn't. God didn't give you money so you could just eat. He gave you money to, so you could feed others. Feeding others is being impactful in life. If you want to be impactful in life, use what God has given you to bless others. It says, give unto you, give unto others as God has given to you. The good deed of a man can bless a generation. You think you think you're lacking in life? Use what you have, use the little you have to bless somebody, even if it's just a dollar. How can you ask God for a million and you can't give out a dollar? God will never give you what you won't bless others with. And Luke chapter 6, verse 38, it says, Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed press down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with, good, for with the measure you use it, it will be blessed back to you. I pray that you'll be blessed with what you give. Yeah. Evangelizing. Spreading the good news about his word. The inspired word of God can transform a lost soul. It's important to use your mouth your actions, your time, and your blessings to evangelize with the world. And it says in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 to 20, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Serving Him. It says, do not be a slave to the, for the world. Your faith will be measured by your works. And the world, your faith will not be measured by your works in the world, but your ability to serve him. And Matthew chapter 6, verse 24 says, no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate one, he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve him, you cannot serve God and wealth. It's important to remember that we often commit our actions into our jobs or like our talents, but it's not really just about that. You have to, if you're going to serve, you can't serve God. You can't serve your job more than you're serving God. God is the one who's giving you the ability to serve at work. So you should serve him more. Once you serve God, all the things that you do, your actions will be aligned. To be abundant in the world is to have some people think being abundant in the world is having a lot of riches, glory, land, and possessions. But abundance is is in the world. May, abundance in the world may satisfy a man of his pleasures, but they can never fulfill him of his destiny. If you want to be destiny filled, you're not you're not going to be filled by money or like pleasures in the world. That's why you think that people a lot of people have everything, but they don't have peace. I will not want to have money and not have peace. That will just you'll run you mad because you have everything in the world, but everything you seek is not really bringing you that joy you want. It's because you don't have a relationship with God. When you have a relationship with God, even when you have nothing, you have the peace of mind that God has me protected. 
I pray that God will protect you and give you peace. Amen. And a famous quote by Benjamin Franklin says, Money has never made a man happy, nor will it. There's nothing in its nature to produce happiness. The more of it one has, the more one wants. Oftentimes, people have money, but it's not even the people with money, they always want more. It's because they use money is simply a representation of what you could buy, not necessarily a representation of God in your life. If you have money, it's good to have money. Don't get me wrong. Everybody should strive to have money because we're living in a world where everything costs a dollar. Well, not a dollar, but, you know, everything costs a lot of money. So having that money is going to bless you. But it's not really about having just money in the world. Money is simply, it, it was used to, it's really used to represent what you can have and what you could buy. But there's things in this world that you can't, you can't just pay for. God, you can't pay God for peace. God, peace is given through those who really truly have a relationship with God. An abundant life in Jesus is attained when you choose to follow him. When you give your life to Christ, joy and peace will fill your heart and you will grow in the Lord. I pray that you will grow in the Lord and you experience joy and peace. Seven hindrances from obtaining an abundant life. Seeking happiness or satisfaction in the things that aren't truly of God. Feeling Feeling empty or dissatisfied with our current situations. Comparing your walk with God to those who have been running the race longer than you and longer than us and to those who are more committed than us. Failing to spend our time and efforts reading the word of God, which brings his life. Not truly being saved. Measuring fullness by our possessions, accomplishments, status and earnings. The lack of truth. God is our truth. Understand who God is and what he's made us to be. The fear of the Lord Fear the Lord, for he gives us wisdom. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, I mean, verse 28 to 30 says, Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of those who are weary and carry heavy burdens. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and with a gentle heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden, and the burden I give you is light. The secret to living an abundant life. People often think there's a secret. There's really no secret or magic formula to living an abundant life or success. There's, I have written down some steps that I believe is important to living an abundant life. Dwell in the house of the Lord and ask him to grant your desires. Serve God in everything you do and be the light of the world. And let your light shine onto the, uh, onto the darkness within the world. Seek godly counsel in everything you do. Earthly men will provi- may provide you with wisdom and guidance, but the word of God, the words of God, the words of those who faithfully serve God will never depart from your life or lead you astray. Read your Bible as the word of God gives inspiration. Don't derive complete satisfaction from worldly treasures. The treasures of the world are temporary and only bring temporary levels of joy. This is an important factor in life because we really think that the stuff we have will give us happiness, but they truly won't give us happiness. It's only God that can give you happiness. Be appreciative of what you have and what God has given you, but not of what the world says you need. 
oftentimes we define what we think satisfaction looks like by the things the world says we need. The world might say you need a new car, you might need a new house, you you might need a lot of money. Those are those things are necessary in the world to have success, but they're not necessary for God to be successful or to serve Him. This is an important thing I wrote down. Remember that. Remember that living an abundant life is a continual process of practicing, learning, and maturing. You may fail. You may fail. However, God will grant you the ability to adjust, endure, recover, and overcome. A path may be closed today, but God knows the reason. God knows your reason and your season, and He will favor you on His own accord. Don't rush God as your blessings will never be constrained by time. Oftentimes we think that there's a, there's a time limit to what we need to do. It's not a time limit of necessarily what we need to do because God isn't constrained by time. And the time he'll bless you will never be measured by man, but it'll be measured by him. An important thing is also to repent. Fling from sin and change your attitude. Faith without works is dead. Change your habits or they will corrupt your walk with God. A lot of what we've been talking about today is all good, but it's it's about actually choosing God. If you don't choose God and serve him, your habits will never change. If you continue to do the same things, it's basically walking and it's it's basically walking and expecting change and doing the same things and expecting change. Change doesn't come about with the same action. Change comes about when you actually truly change your actions and choose to choose God. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results by Albert Einstein. You want to experience the joy in life, but you continue to live the same life you once had before you said you want to experience this joy. That will never come about. When you do the same things, they yield the same results. I'm telling us today that we should change our actions, devote our life to God, and follow him, for he will truly give us peace. Once you do this, this, the same troubles you were previously experiencing won't be the same. Adjust your mindset. The global culture does not necessarily foster an easy path to living an abundant life. Cease the habit of constantly wanting more and being unthankful, as your appreciation can never match the way God has blessed you and will continue to do so. I pray that God will continue to bless you and guide you. Here are the tips and you tips for the youth, college students, and young professionals I listed. Never be too busy for God, as He is never too busy to answer your prayers. Amen. Temptations are real. Even the man who appears to be the strongest can be knocked down into the path of destruction. Thank God for your parents, your families, and your prayers. Oftentimes, we forget to or neglect to thank those who have been praying for us. Oftentimes. I want to say most people in college, they don't really pray consistently or as they should be. But the only reason why they're alive or able to do the things they're doing in life is because God has blessed them with people in their life that truly care about them and fear the Lord. The fear of the Lord in your parents' life is what is keeping you. Don't allow only the fear of the Lord in your life, in your parents' life to, to, to protect you. I'm striving us to tell us today that. We shall allow the fear of the Lord in our lives and our prayers to consistently protect our lives. Amen. Trust in the Lord for your desires as he will provide blessings bigger to you, bigger than your imagination. 
surround your surround surround yourselves around God fearing people. The company you keep can either oppose you or bring you down. Oftentimes, the people we surround ourselves with they could be a blessing or a curse, and it's not necess- You don't risk. You don't necessarily see it instantly, but it's a gradual process. Oftentimes, the people in our life they do little things in our lives that we start to stick onto, and we or we obtain those habits, and we don't realize that we're changing. But once you realize that you've changed, it's never too late to go back to God. God is always accepting of us, but it's not important. It's important for us to realize that you can't consistently say that you'll change. And you commit to the change, but you never follow through. It's not It's not with God. He knows your heart's desires. Once you say you truly want to change, you need to change. A man who just says something and doesn't do it is a lost man. Surround yourselves around God-fearing people. Oh, sorry. Commit your time and your efforts into your work. For those who work steadfastly and diligently will be blessed and receive favor from God. If in your job, if you're lackadaisical, you don't really do the things you need to do on your job. It's important to change that mindset. Those who actually work hard have the fear of God because they understand that what God has given them is not small. The ability to go to work, to make money or to go to school or have an education, the ability to drive a car and come to church isn't it's not it's not a meaningless task. God has already given us the ability and it's important that. We commit to all our actions the way God has blessed us. These are quick prayers that I want to share with this. Oh Lord, I, I, oh Lord, I exchange the enemy's attempt at destruction with your, with your abundant life. I want us to pray. Amen. I also want us to pray that, O oh Lord, guide me today and every day and continue to remind me of who I am. Amen. Oh, Lord, I pray that I will seek your face in all your steps and that you will guide me. Amen. Dear Lord, I pray that you will bless me with your abundance in unexpected ways. Open my eyes and to see how you are already working in my life. Amen. Dear Lord, my generation shall be blessed and cast the light onto the darkness of this world. Amen. Oh Lord, thank you for thank you for your word today, oh Lord. Thank you for the ability to speak to me and to your people, oh Lord. 
I pray for those who want to commit to change and want to truly live an abundant life, that they'll be able to live this life, O Lord, experience joy, peace, and happiness. O Lord, I pray that as we go forth today, that we will not take the things you have given it unto us trivially, but we'll actually use it in our daily lives and our daily walk. O Lord, I pray that you'll surround us with people that continue to continue to have the fear of the Lord and inspire us to grow our walk with you. O Lord, I pray that being here on this earth, we will not take it for granted, but we are truly experience that joy, that peace, and abundant life that you want us to have, and you'll share with others who are lacking that and don't understand you. O Lord, I pray for those who commit to change today and to give their life to Christ, O Lord, that you'll hear them and you'll answer their prayers. In Jesus' name I pray. If you're in the Washington, D.C. region, visit in person at our address. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us in our social media. God bless you.